day one of being official empty nesters at the house. Sophia what? being on vacation when she, she actually <laughs> probably she's called me and said she listened to the podcast because she yeah. knew she was going to be on it. I think she's only listened to two in her life, and those are the two that she was on. Um, the first so, one was she, when she realized you'd had a podcast. Right. No, that was Bennett. Oh, realized, that's right. You produced podcasts? This was like six months ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, so night one of being empty nesters, uh, and uh, Beth and I sat on the deck. No yeah. cocktails, though. Sat on the deck, and um, I don't know. We just sat there. Just sat there. Listened to music and sat there and went to bed at 9.30. So we're getting crunk there in the Safford house uh, first <laughs> night of empty nesters. But that's got to have to change. I guess, soon. well, though, you know, being empty nesters is about doing what you want to do. So that's what you wanted well, to do. I guess, we're kinda, I guess we're starting to find out that even when we're empty nesters, we do the same thing as we do when we're full <laughs> nesters. How long is how long are you going to have uh, the empty nest? So uh, Till um, uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday. So a week. Mm-hmm. Good solid week. Unless she decides to eject and come home sooner. Oh, I can't see her doing that. I don't know. I hope not. It's a long time. I don't. I mean, we're, are, we're, um, I'm betting. Beth and I have a, a, a bet going. <laughs> I'm. She, she says day three. She's gonna just be. She likes being home. Her, friend, her. She's with her, her like her best friends. Yeah. But she's also the kid that gets annoyed quick and wants to be like just leave me alone. And so it's not gonna be that situation. So she says Beth says three days. I'm giving her five, and then she'll be like start searching on American.com for transfer fees oh or whatever God. did she do i have a memory somewhere of her like uh an overnight party coming home early or something like when she was younger when she was at a you know, like a slumber party or i don't remember. or did an overnight or something and she came home early not because she was homesick she just was done with it maybe probably that would be a, on brand for her yeah she's just like i'm out that's that's hilarious. Yeah. I love that though because I was that person when when you you know going out like when we were still in the the years of hitting the bars at 9:30 or 10:30 that that was that was early. Yeah. <laughs> You're I mean seriously, do you remember that? Oh my gosh. You yeah. sit there and it's like, "Okay, well what time are you going to pick me up? I'll be there by 10." Okay, cool. You know, you're like, "Oh my god, we're going to get to the bar at 10:30 yeah. or 11." And yeah. but, but I was all about it. But um I also was the one who would just disappear. Like what call the Irish goodbye, kind of. I guess it would be because I and and at first it was irritating to people, but finally people figured out that's just what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm done and I'm going home. And I don't like, um, I don't I'm I'm I don't I do sometimes Irish goodbye. I I do that occasionally, but I just. You I don't do. Like, As an adult, you have done that more than most I do because I'm not good at, it's like not, not, not necessarily good He's at goodbyes, good at but I'm not good at transitions. Like I'm not good at, I'm not good at small talk in transitions. Like once I get into a conversation, whatever, I'm fine, but I'm not good with starting one. I know I'm not good with, I'm for Wrapping sure not good up. with ending one. Cause then it, cause then it just gets to that point where it's like 30, no, not 30, 10 seconds of just silence. And you're like, and then you both talk at the same time. You're like, what? And then you go to shake hands and they go to knuckle and then it's uh, awkward. I just go. I think, I think I've rope. learned to it's like I'm not I'm not going to negotiate. It's just hey I'm 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 heading out, guys. You know I I now I will tell you, but God that irritates me though when somebody's like no no stay say okay I appreciate that one time say that that's fine, and if I say no then you say okay fine have a good night drive safe I'll see you later right right that's it but stop begging. I know stop begging it's it's not a, it's not a good look because I know you really don't care if I stay. <laughs> okay, but then, like, if you're with, if you're at a a, a bar or wherever, and you have mm-hmm. your mo- or a, a picnic in the backyard, and you're there, and there's multiple, say there's fifteen or twenty people there. Yeah, I don't like to start the. You have to start the process of saying goodbye to half everybody. hour before you actually leave. So that's why just sneaking out the back gate, like where'd Pat go? Well, I, he must have said he was leaving. I'll usually just like, where's the bathroom? <laughs> and then on the ring camera, they see you walking by. 
We, I used to work with a guy in Tulsa that would do that, and but he would do it and run out on a bar tab and leave us to oh, pay for it. Oh, no. Uh, he would do that. He would do that to the point where we stopped like putting our cards down for the tab. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, going to yeah. do it. No, Chuck, Sorry, we, Chuck would. We, we, and honestly, we saw him one day. We were at a bar and we saw him <laughs> run across the parking lot to the station van and he got out of there. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like Chuck. Yeah. No, I, I get it. But I do. I remember that. I was that person that would just like just disappear. And, and where'd Jill go? You know, hunt and look at me. Well, I, I laugh. And like the next day, they whatever. forget about it. They, it's it like, does. whatever. It goes away. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So I totally get it. Um, I was going to say, speaking of events, now, since you're home for the whole weekend mm-hmm. <clears throat> with no kids, um, and I know I've talked about this before, and I'm going to go ahead and, and shamelessly promote this one more time because of my Rotary Club, which I absolutely love my Rotary, Rotary Club, oh and I never gosh. thought I'd be that person, but I am. <laughs> um, uh, we have our Bloody Mary Fest this weekend. Um, and so I want to invite other than the Bloody Mary out. Fest that's at your house every night. That's a whole different thing. That's a whole different because this fest. this is a competition. Okay, as in there are going to be at I think there's 15 different vendors. When I say vendors, I'm talking restaurants, bars, etc. That are taking part that are putting their Bloody Mary recipe to the test. Mm-hmm. And so there will be tables with these 15 different places oh, with Lord. 15 different Bloody Marys wow. that are going to be out there from noon to three on Sunday. Warner Park? At Warner Park okay. is where we're going to be. And um, rain or shine, it's going to happen because it's covered area, so it's n- no big deal. Uh, it's a big fundraiser for Rotary, for our Rotary Club in particular. And they do a lot of really great things with that money and scholarships. And, and there's another event that's coming up for small business owners. And, and it's, it's really a neat way to reinvest back into the community and everybody have a really fun time also. And yeah, get exposed cool. to some new bars and restaurants, one of which is Hell Varsity Club. Well, if if the it's going to be out there, the Bloody Mary is as good as the food that we have out there. I've <sighs> I've yet to I've had it old fashioned at El, Hell Varsity Club. I yeah. have not had a Bloody Mary yet. Their Bloody Mary. All I know is uh, Meg said that she's she's using an infused vodka. So she, and we supply the vodka. Rotary does right. So the vi, or the the event does. So the event is coming from Cut Spike Distillery. Okay. So you've got everybody has the same vodka, and it was all delivered last week. So she could oh infuse start, her vodka. Start playing with it. I know. So she's been she's been making the making the the recipe, getting things that's awesome soaking and getting ready for it. So that's coming up on Sunday, and um, I just wanted to throw that out there. So if you get a chance and you're not doing anything Sunday afternoon, it sounds like it's going to be a little bit cooler. Um, yeah. Weather wise, it's going to be pretty darn nice. Oh, and if it does rain, it rains, but whatever. I'm not worried about it. Um, would love to have you stop out. Well, and I, I didn't even I. I know we had talked about that before the um, Bloody Mary thing, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I was looking at the schedule for the Monster Arm Chasers, and I said this before. Like, I always think about we're going to go to some games, and then we never do, and this is a perfect and opportunity. It's so fun when once you get out there. It's so fun. You have a blast, but if it's not your day to day, make it your day to day. Right. Well, and I, and the reason why I noticed that is because the uh, that it even popped in my head because I was looking yeah. over the schedule, and the Indi- Indianapolis Indians are in town uh, through the fifth, and that was the first. I went to Indianapolis. That was my first road trip I went with the Royals back in the day was to Indianapolis. I went to Indy. Really? Um, yeah. So I'm like, oh, and I hadn't heard the, I hadn't heard Indianapolis Indians, Indians. the team name in a long time. Um, so yeah, that was one of the, so I'm like, ah, oh, it was just kind of cool. And that got us thinking about going to the ballpark. Well, they're going to be out there this weekend. And speaking of which also, um, the fourth is runs a night. So throw that out there as well. Um, and so just a lot of great stuff going on at Storm Chasers. I think one of my favorite teams to names, I don't know what, how good the team is, but the Iron Pigs. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> Which is the Philadelphia Phillies affiliate. The Iron Pigs are going to be coming for the first time ever, and uh, that's going to be another great matchup. 
Um, but just a lot of good stuff going out. And I love working with Marty Cordero and, and the Storm Chasers in general. Um, so I'm so glad that we're having our, our event there on Sunday. Uh, just kind of wanted to go through. It's kind of like, it's, it's a shameless plug, but also it's a good plug. It's a good plug. <laughs> it's a positive plug. But yeah, get on Storm Chasers website if you want more details. Or you can go to OmahaBloodyMaryFest.com. Sweet. That, both of those are fantastic. Um, I have a note to get to which uh, came a few days ago, and I had to laugh when she wrote this. Um, Laura, she writes, hi, it's Laura with the bidet. Laura, funny funny bidet, and sad Laura. that that, the bidet follow-up phrase, is how I introduce myself to you so you know which we Laura. Know, we know exactly who you are. <laughs> Says, first off, school's out for summer. I'm a teacher. Okay, so she's, she's happy. So I get to listen to your podcast more on the regular. Yay. Full disclosure, I typically listen to the previous week's episodes when I'm doing my weekend house deep clean. Okay. God Fair bless enough. you for doing a weekly deep clean. Good Lord, seriously. God bless you if you did a quarterly deep clean. I know. Uh, so anyway, she says, this morning I started with your Friday episode. This was last week. Um, I love the live Friday episodes. It's great. John is an awesome guest. So John Carroll always joins us on Fridays. Said, I'm so happy this is a regular thing. Seeing you two, though, got me thinking of a random idea. Says, I already knew what you looked like prior to today, but there are times where I've heard a voice on the radio or, or on a podcast or wherever and not seeing the person behind the voice before. Wondering what the face belongs, what the face that belongs to that voice looks like, yeah. and and isn't that the case too? Anybody you've ever met that was uh, somebody you listen to, you have a preconceived idea of what they look like, and it's never. And the minute you meet them, you forget what that was because now you know what they do look like. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so she that, had that's a, that's where the rule came from: never meet someone over the phone <laughs> and a listener over the never do it. It's true. Yeah. And she says, so you always wonder that. Then you Google the person's name. And of course, you're usually in a state of, oh, wow, that's not at all what I thought they looked like. Um, What if, she said, what if you found an artist who never saw you before, had them listen to one of your podcast episodes or a segment and draw a picture of what they think you look like based on listening to you? That's a good idea. That's fun. I don't know anybody that can draw that well, though, Says I'm, that hasn't I'm, seen us. I'm not sure what one would do with the sketch afterwards, but I think it could be kind of an interesting experiment. Anyway, yeah. uh, I warned you it was random. Um, that is funny. I just thought I'd share. Again, so glad it's summer and I can listen to your podcast stories. P.S. I was just back in my hometown of Hastings, went to Big Daddy's Deli, and she said, JT, you understand? Mike at Big Daddy's Deli was one of our sponsors when I was at the radio station out there at KJS. Um, <laughs> and Mike at Big Daddy's Deli, he, we had a show called um, Party Line, which was buy, sell, trade, giveaway, looking for items, lost and found, birthdays and anniversaries, did it six days a week. It was one hour a day. Oh, my gosh. Had no producer. Had a, a regular telephone, like a landline, pick up the, the mm-hmm. cradle handle, yeah. and would, would be talking to people, and then on another line, dial the sponsors. And Mike was one of the sponsors, and he'd be live from Big Dally's That's Deli. That's hilarious. And he'd come on for one minute <laughs> and talk about the specials at Big Dally's Deli. And of course, one of their specialties is their pickles um, that he has down there. But if you get a chance in Hastings to go to Big Dally's Deli, do it and ask for Mike and tell him Jill said hi. That's awesome. Uh, anyway, said so still des- delicious. I will make sure to stop by Hell Varsity Club during the summer break. The reviews have been super positive. Congratulations. And speaking of pickles, fried pickles are fantastic there. <sighs> They're so good. Oh, They're so good. So there's that. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. But the real reason that we were excited about today's podcast, which we kind of taken the long way to get here, is because we have a special guest. We're very excited about our special guest. Do we need to do Centris? Um, do we want to do it first. after? Or we're going to do Omaha Steaks before. After. Okay, then let's okay. do this. Okay. 
before we get to the real reason we're really excited about today's episode, actually, there are two reasons. One is the fact that Centris is one of our sponsors, is our sponsor. Yeah. Uh, they're the main sponsor for the whole year, as a matter of fact. They're our partner, Centris Federal Credit Union. Centris, I always have to think of it in my head, centrisfcu.org. They're so legit, they're an org. They're an org. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't just go out and get an org. You have to have certain like prereqs well, like, yeah. to get it to, to Anybody get an can org. be a com. Right. Or a net. Or a net. Whatever. That's <laughs> um, even less. I'm looking at their blog actually right now on, on that website that you just mentioned. And yeah. um, talk about, there's one on here, five financial wellness tips for the new year. This is just written yeah. at the beginning of the year, but it applies all the time because you can always do every month, do like a little reset and see if you're staying. Maybe you didn't have five, maybe you had three, but see if you're still on track from your new year's resolution, your financial resolutions, kind of a tune-up every month. It's your six-month tune-up, actually, almost, January, right? March, April, May, June. Yeah, I mean, technically. Technically, at the end of June. Yeah. So you still have time to kind of get things back on track. Uh, and again, we reiterate, if you're thinking about buying a home or you're looking at refinancing, that's another reason to head to their website because they do have a pretty fantastic offer and the details are on their website and it's good through about June 24th, I think, is when they're going to be pulling that. So if you want to take a look at that, if that's something that... that works for you i definitely take a look at it give yourself every option and you can call them if you want uh 402-334-7000 or the website how uh, crazy is their number is 402 isn't that weird not They're 800 local. That's right. Uh, it's always kind of fun when you have uh, you haven't seen somebody in a long time, and you know when they're coming over to the house. And you it's just funny got, you say see. Well, yeah. Well, you, you haven't seen somebody in a long time, and you know they're coming to the house, and you got that. You got your whole house is brand new. You have a whole bunch of friends, new friends in your house. Yeah. You have the new pool table. You got a pool. You can't wait to show it to them. Yeah. Uh, that's how uh, we kind of felt this morning when Dr. Cooler came into the Herdat offices. Last time we saw him, we were at Parkville, yeah. which is a little bit different than this. Not, and and at Parkville 1.0. I mean, like. The initial incarnation. Yeah. At the first office. Right. Oh, that's right. Even. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think, I don't even think you, did you come to our second office? I'm sure, I'm pretty sure you had just opened. We, we were brand new. Yes, in, you in were you brand new. So, I mean, I, I don't <laughs> know if right. that qualifies me as an OG, but I think it You does. are an OG. I'm an OG. Yeah, yeah. you are an OG. Yeah. It yeah. does. It does. And you were the first sponsor for our podcast. Yeah. Right. Cooler Vision was, right. so you are way OG. Yeah, yeah, that's why it's so much fun to have you back in. You guys have come a long way. This is amazing here. It's crazy. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it is a lot of fun. It really is. And it's, it's grown tremendously, which is a lot of fun, and, and grown in ways we didn't foresee. Yeah, you know, that's right. what's been crazy also. Um, but yeah, we're glad you got to stop by and kind of check in just yeah, a little bit and see what's fun. going on. Yeah. Haven't seen you forever, um, but hear your name a lot. Oh. Uh, yeah, every once in a while, you guys seem to be moving and shaking and doing things and doing well. We we definitely have a lot going on. We we definitely don't stand still. There's always something new that we're that we're working on, uh, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. That's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. And and I think probably the the one thing we've heard your name in conjunction with this year in particular was the whole NIL uh, athletes name image license for those who aren't right. deep in it. And trust me, not everybody is. Um, but I didn't know what NIL stood for until literally like five months ago. I, I, I thought just, you were going to say NIL, five minutes. Yeah. But no, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I had no clue that's, that's what been, it stood for. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was something that's been talked about for a long time. Right. And maybe you can kind of explain it a little better because it's something you've been on the cusp of for a long time trying to get something going well it's interesting it you know it has a kind of a history of how it came to to be but the basics of it are that from my understanding and i'm not an expert but i've been you know since we're involved in it now i've learned quite a bit about it and basically you know the athletes uh over the years have been working towards um being able to monetize their name and their image and their in their likeness because you know you would see 
their name on the cover of a, of a video game, for example, um, and they wouldn't get any money for that. Was Sam Keller, yeah. brass quarterback, he, one of the ones that kind of started this whole thing about 15 years ago? Yeah, so there was a, a lawsuit um, so shortly after he graduated that he was involved with uh, that um, led to the NC, led, led to Electronic Arts, um, the video game company, ceasing production of their NCAA college football video game because they the, they won the lawsuit. It was like, well, you can't do this without paying the athletes. Yeah. And they're, and, they're in the, and at the time, there was no way to pay the athletes right. because the NCAA said, well, you can't pay these guys. So the video game was like, well, we have to shut have down. To shut down. Wow. And in fact, there's a cult following where people buy old video game systems just to have that game from, wow. from years ago because it was such a great game yeah. that you can't get modern whatever. So um, anyway, all, all of that eventually led to the Supreme Court ruling that, yeah, these guys have a right to to this. And they also, in that ruling, apparently sent the message to the NCAA that you guys need to be very careful about antitrust and your very existence is, is um, you know, a little tenuous. And so, mm-hmm. so the NCAA has basically said, okay, we're going to back up. We're not going to get involved or regulate this. It's up to the states and it's up to the schools on the NIL thing. So it's a little bit of the wild, wild west right now. Wow. Yeah. Cuz you think about it, I mean they had a they had quite the little honeypot for a long time because they had these phenomenal athletes that were working for them, right. so to speak. But there, there was, I, I could see the arguments on both sides. Well, it, it's, it's true. It, there is an argument on both sides, right? So, so it's like, yes, uh, you know, everybody's making a lot of money off the performance of the athletes, but on the other hand, it provides a, a, a framework in which these athletes can compete and generate you know, so, and, so, and, and excel and get exposure yes. and get an education and get an education mm-hmm. and excel and, and, you know, perhaps go on to professional sports, some of them. So it's, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think everybody has a, a good argument towards it. Um, but the, the, the landscape right now is yes, you can, you know, you can capitalize your name, image, and likeness. And the schools are, are largely on the sidelines and, and they, they kind of have companies and, um, partnerships that they're working with to implement this, but they most schools aren't doing it directly through their athletic departments because then they get into all kinds of, of you know, Man, compliance issues. I was just thinking about that, just like the, the the complexity of it because they can't tell them what they can and can't be involved with, but they want to make sure it's good for their image. You know, there mm-hmm. is that there is that necessity to say, well, I don't really want them to be doing that with that company because how does that look for our school? Right. But they really, it's like, well, if you want to say that, then you're going to have to be. Right. And then it also, it's also competing for funds, right? So if you've got boosters that are, you know, used to giving to a foundation of a university, well, now they're giving to this fund that's funding the players sort of separate from the university. But yet that does help the university indirectly. So it's. It's yeah, weird. what a it's, weird relationship. What yeah. a weird they relationship. Get, they don't get the interest off that account anymore. No, <laughs> I, I, you, they were so mad. I'm, the NCA was like, I, like, right when that started coming out, I'm sure they were like, "Oh, here we go. It's yeah. all going to go away." Because they did that a monopoly. No, nobody. What, what could people say? There was they had no recourse. Right. The students had no recourse. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, that is something else. So, so that's kind of changed the landscape. And so, this is something you've you've been. Not, I don't want to say it's in particular hoping for, but it's it's something that oh my gosh, here's an opportunity. Well, we've had a real passion for uh, vision performance, and you know, because when we talk about fixing vision, it's not a vanity thing. People are like, oh well, you know, I look better, or pe- people are like, oh, I don't like my contacts, I don't want my glasses. Well, people aren't coming in because of the appearance; they're coming because they want to 
functionally see the world better. They want to right. live better without these prosthetic devices, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a functional thing. It makes your function better. And there's, there's quite a bit of data out there that uh, elite athletes um, have in exceptional vision. So if you look at Major League Baseball players, they have the best vision of any group of people that's ever been measured. Seriously? Yeah. It's like, it's like in their DNA? It's, well, is it, is it like, so, well we, so we don't know. So we, so we don't know. It's very interesting. So mm-hmm. we don't know if... Um, it makes sense. Because yeah. it's such a little ball. Right. It's so fast. <laughs> well, so what, what, what the really good players will tell you is that you know, they can see the spin of the laces coming off the, the pitcher's fingers. Right. Like they know like, as it's being released you know, where the spin what is going to be. Mm-hmm. And that requires exceptional vision. So we know that they have the best vision of any group ever measured. The second best is fighter pilots. Wow, military fighter pilots. So right? maybe they, maybe they, it's not necessarily in their DNA. It's just when, when they're younger, if they can't see the ball very well, they don't develop. They're not as good. They don't make it to so the they major don't make leagues. it to the majors. Yeah. Right? yeah. No, so that's so a, yeah. so we've done work with um, minor league players and people trying to get to the majors, and it's amazing if you fix their vision yeah. how much they improve in their ability to hit. Oh, I bet it's a whole new world for them. And they'll tell you. They'll say this is unbelievable. You, you know. So so there's and, and there's a lot yeah. of. Um, people in my industry that work with major league teams doing this sort of thing. So baseball sort of is already kind of dialed into this. Mm-hmm. So years ago, we were involved with um, University of Nebraska Athletic Department um, in trying to develop some sports performance programs mm-hmm. around this functional vision. And, and, and we weren't even, we knew that, you know, actually fixing their vision with LASIK or whatever was not going to be possible because of all the regulation. But we, it, I was really surprised at how difficult it was to even help them you know, even just to get, improve their contact prescription or, wow. or to, you know, do some vision training exercises, things like that. I mean, that's how ridiculous the, I mean, remember when Eric Crouch had to write had a check a for $17, had to pay somebody back because they bought him a sandwich when he was on a big red road trip, whatever. Yeah. And he had to write something. I mean, it's ridiculous. They were just, everybody was just, was just so concerned about it. And rightfully yeah. so. I mean, I'm not, you know, blaming anybody for being concerned, but everybody was just really concerned. I was like, how do we do this? And we, and we, we really tried for a few years to kind of work something out. And eventually I just said, you know what, it, it just, the landscape isn't there for us to do this. And we kind of moved on. Well, then the, when the NIL thing came around, I said, maybe this is going to unlock some barriers. Maybe there's something that we can do. And so then we kind of rekindled that whole idea. Right. And it, it's true. Now, we're not doing it directly with the athletic department because the same concerns are still there. But we, but we have this mechanism to do it outside, you know, with, with athletes and offer it to athletes that happen to be in that athletic department. Right. I'm, I'm fast. I just, like, I want to go back to this uh, whole fighter pilot. It's fascinating. Um, baseball player yeah, thing. It is fascinating. Um, because I'm wondering <clears throat> how many, you know, because it's like um, once you deepen the pool, deepen the pond, because you you help people improve something, right. and you think about just in, in any profession or in any physical endeavor, there are ways to improve your performance. Yeah, and and is that is that cheating? You know, you know, you can go back to that that whole argument all the way to the beginning. It's like if you were born with it, somebody Michael Jordan uh-huh. was born with it, right? You know, he's just like mm-hmm. it seemed to be it seemed to be he had all the right what all the right pieces in the right places, and then other people work incredibly hard. Right. To get to the level where they can compete at that, right at that right. at that pace, and I never even considered vision to be right. Even though you know it's an advantage when you can see better, right. but you never considered it would be to that extent. But we're not even talking about, you know, like making vision better than what it should be. We're just talking it's, about bringing it to bring baseline, it, right? Bringing, bringing it up it, so everybody's it, equal. Yes, you see the same things. Yes, yeah, that's that's incredible. 
I mean, it, it's something that I would think would be a benefit from any team, professional, whatever, to offer this to their their guys yeah. and girls coming in. Like, hey, listen, we we're we're going to recruit you, whatever. We're, what's your vision? What's it like? We're going to make it as perfect that, as it can be. The, that's part of the deal. So you yeah. come in a few weeks early, get the get the surgery. I would think that'd be a no brainer going forward with well, athletic right. departments. What was so interesting to me is we did this with a with a different team, an amateur team locally here. And there was a few kids on the team that had really pretty poor vision. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had never been to an eye doctor before. They came from disadvantaged backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Like, they'd never even encouraged them to really do that. And they were struggling to hit the ball, uh, particularly at night. And they were scared to death to tell their coach because they thought they'd get benched. Right. It never occurred to the player that it was a vision issue. All they knew was they couldn't see it at night. Oh my God. And, and then it, you it, think of the little kid that's in the classroom that's yeah. doing poorly. Yeah. And then you move, they get moved to the front yes. where they can yep. see and all of a sudden they're A's. Yep. Right. Right. And, they, and they're mm-hmm. scared to tell the teacher because they think there's yep. something wrong with them. And so all we did for these players, a couple of them, we did LASIK, a couple of them just needed some contact lenses or whatever. And immediately they could perform better. And the coaches were thrilled, obviously. They want their players to see. Yeah. And so it's really interesting. It's just a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win. Same. It really is. Okay, so I'm still stuck on this. So, like, tennis players. Same thing. Okay. In fact. Right? I'm just, yeah. like, I'm just like, thinking across the board. because. In golf, fact, golfers. I don't know if anyone's yeah. measured tennis players as a group, but I can tell you from my personal experience mm-hmm. just doing this for a long time, they are extremely picky about their vision. I mean, you, tennis wow. players have got to be dialed in because they're looking, you know, 70 feet across the net. Um, you know, they're also looking close. It's a, it's a constant thing. And they're also in different lighting conditions, a lot of indoor lighting, mm-hmm. outdoor lighting, that kind of thing. So tennis players, yeah. huge vision. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just so across the board. About. So, so when you see somebody, that, you know, when somebody is doing really, really well, it's like all the pieces are in the right place. So let's consider the other, the other kids. It's not because their, their depth perception is maybe it is their depth. Well, perception, that's part of it. Sure. But, but it's like, they, they don't have hand eye coordination. Yeah. Well, maybe they do, but they just can't see. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, that's so game changer. It is game changer. Even a, even a sport like golf. So Tiger Woods had <laughs> yeah. his LASIK um, about six months before he won his went on his streak and won the five majors in a row. No, and he, I didn't know that. In interviews, <laughs> in interviews, has attributed a huge portion of it to the fact that he could, for the first time in his life, he could see. He was very nearsighted, and wow. so he he's probably the best example of a professional athlete that's been totally makes sense because yeah. how can you aim when you're when you're looking way down to where you know right you're looking all the way you, your aim is going to be off he said that and he said lining up the putt lining you know, up reading the, the green, oh, he yeah. thought was it was it was vastly improved so it's really interesting you, so know, maybe, you don't think about things this way wow maybe we are going to get more than six wins this year let's get those boys <laughs> in there let's get those boys in there yeah, have you been talking to some of the some of the players as far as any anybody you know getting their eyes done. We, we've had a ton like of interest um, mm-hmm. and we were, st- we're in the process of screening players. We did our first actual procedure yesterday. Fantastic. So Blaze Gunnarsson, outside linebacker, had his done yesterday. Good. Um, we streamed it on Instagram Live. <laughs> was, he, was he nervous? That's, a lot of people are nervous no. before they go into these. Sur- no. Well, everybody is a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, of course you are, right? Like you're about to have eye procedure done. You're about to have laser done. And so it's normal to feel nervous, right? Yeah. But, um, about a hundred percent of people mm-hmm. right afterwards say, Oh my God, I can't believe that's why I was worried. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys know. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. The first like, time, the first thing is you sit up and I can see the clock. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And they I even say you're not clock. supposed to see perfectly clear for like 24 hours or whatever it was. And yeah. right away you could see, you clear. Could like tell if, it, the if it's going to be better tomorrow. Yeah. 
Yeah. No one ever says, oh, that was worse than I thought. No one ever says that. Right. And no one ever says, oh, I wish I would have waited just a few more years. I just wasn't ready. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. no one ever No. That. No. And that's so funny. I was talking to one of the guys the other day because he just had it done like five or six years ago. I had it done in 2001. Yeah. Right. And so I'm you thinking, were early on. So it, it was LASIK itself. That particular procedure was FDA approved in 1998. Oh early boy. adopter? That's, so that's never something you usually have in your byline is early adopter. I don't commit to <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> I can't believe. I don't know how that happened. But wow. I have, and, yeah. um, but but I, I never regretted it. Yeah, right. That no, it, is cra- and then I think about, that's like the first people who flew in a plane. Like, why would you get on a plane? But mm-hmm. it's at the time that was it. That was the best thing going. Well, right? they talk about they talk about transformational experiences that human beings go through, and the you know transformational experiences like I used to be this, and now I'm this. So there's like examples of this. It's like oh, you know, um, having a baby is a transformational experience. Uh, I believe your first time as a homeowner is a transformational mm-hmm. experience, and there's things that are transformational experiences. And there's not many. Most people have like four or five in their lifetime. Having your eyes fixed is one of them. It's true. Yeah. It probably took me uh, six months to a year to quit um, poking my forehead to push my glasses up my yeah. nose. <laughs> I had it a, was that, yeah. that push. My I mean, I've, I've seen people that you know nine months after their LASIK, they're going to bed and they they reach up to yes. the contact yeah. lens out and they scratch yeah. their eyes. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, oh, I try to take the contact out. And nine yeah. months later, like, <laughs> I think one of the things that pissed me off after I got it done though was then all of a sudden there's this big drive to make glasses cool. Yeah. And I was like, okay, just stop. And kind of reasonable. And they were wearing them and they had no prescriptions. Well, it's, And I'm like, okay, you were not wearing just glass in those. That's Because it, it, it was it's, dorky. It's funny because <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see people and they're like, oh, I don't know about this because I just, I love how I look in glasses. And I'm like, well, you know what? We can do this and then you can still have your clear glasses. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And you know how many do that? None. Zero. Right. No as, one As ever, soon as the freedom yes. of not needing it. Yeah. 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 People get over that real quick. Super fast. <laughs> yeah, they've been brainwashed. Well, it's, That's it's called like good marketing. No, right? yeah. Stockholm it is. syndrome. That's right. It's like you're entrapped in this thing, and you feel you grew up with it. You're like, oh, I feel naked without this thing on. Yeah, but but, but you weren't born with that on. No, you're, and you de- you do develop a relationship, yeah. and it's like you're you're invested, so you need to. Uh, because you're invested, you're going to protect that decision. You're, uh-huh. you're, you're like, I'm going, I'm going to double down on this so because, true. dang it! And then you're right. Once you realize you don't need it. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't even like wearing sunglasses anymore. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, no, thank you. Right. That is just crazy. And you're though. not, and you're, you're doing it for any athlete at the university of Nebraska, not just, not football, not just football players. Well, so there's a couple of principles that, you know, that I think are important. So if, if, you know, so yes, we're individual performance. We're also huge uh, fans of Husker sports. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to, you know, support the university, support the players, everything. So if you're, if you're really going to make a difference in, performance of in a team sport well you can't just pick out a couple of high profile athletes and say we're going to fix your vision but you know the guy blocking for you is not going to be able to see very yeah. well yeah that, <laughs> right that's so not a good look that <laughs> that or you know or the or the guy that you know the third string that's going to come in when you're injured uh, they're not going to see they're and not, they're probably the ones that may need it more than well, the stars everybody does right mm-hmm. yeah everybody does. So, so we just said you know what this is going to be for everybody and walk-ons everybody else um so there wasn't that so that was important and then the other thing was every sport because because um, you don't because the bowling team's important too. We've had the right? bowling team on our show, yeah, the women's bowling team, which is phenomenal, curling but, team, all those, right? Yeah. You want to just yeah, right? Because so, everybody's everybody's competing. It's not just a football school, right? And, and we don't, you know, <laughs> and, and, and we don't have data to you know to support 
um, vision performance in bowling, for example, because no one's ever studied it, but we there think it's go. important. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to have it offered. So, so I think that's it a little unique. A I mean, according yeah. to, you know, we're working with open doors on this as the kind of the platform to, to help us with compliance. Cause we actually, our compliance is almost none. Like we don't have any laws or anything to worry about related to NIL. The players still do. The players right. have rules they have to follow within the NCAA still. You guys are kind of like pioneers. I mean, in, in it's this. unique. It's unique. According to Open Doors and according to just what I know about other my colleagues across the country, I don't think anyone's doing anything with NIL and vision correction across the country. And according to Open Doors, we're the only program they know of that's doing a service for players mm-hmm. instead of money. So that's apparently unique. And, 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 and offering so something to everybody in the athletic department is unique. Apparently no one else is doing that. There are limitations. And I think, I bet after yeah. this kind of gets out and, oh, yeah. and other, other offices around the country see this, I think they'll, people will jump on it because it's such a great thing to offer to the kids. Yeah. I mean, I mm-hmm. think so. I think it's they'll a be, win-win. I hope so. Yeah. I, mean, I hope I think that, they will. I hope that this becomes something that, you know, is popular across the country for, for the players to take advantage of. Yeah. I mean, it really is a win-win and, and, Considering doing the service for somebody instead of cash, which is so weird because in so many other arenas, marketing and and performance arenas, what you call trade of services, barter, mm-hmm. is yeah. so commonplace. Yeah. You know? Well, it's one of the interesting things that Nebraska, my understanding that Nebraska is doing just NIL in general is they're not just looking at this as ways to monetize the players with cash, but they're also teaching them how to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So part of what they're doing is they're teaching them how to have the skills to continue to monitor, to monetize over the years and not just cash in on four, it, four years of yeah. fame. It's, it's true. I mean, mm-hmm. because yeah, getting paid for four years as opposed to getting something that's going to change their life. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It, Cause when you're that age, you don't think, Think about when you're 30 or 35 or 40. You oh, think no. about right now, and I want the money, and I want to get paid, and I want to take my girlfriend now. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. You don't think about down ride the road. Helicopter ride. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay that in six months when, right. when the interest kicks in. Yes, that's what they think of. Not that stuff. So true. I have I have oh, teenagers, wow. and that's exactly <laughs> Exactly, it's, a, it's, it it's amazing, unbelievable. Yes. The days, it's like this is this is all the farther I can see, and ironically, yeah. uh, this is all the farther I can see is today and tomorrow. That's I can't, right. I cannot yeah. see ten years down the road. It's impossible. Right. That is fantastic. Well, that's really exciting stuff. So that's going to keep you probably pretty busy as things get. Yeah, rolling. I mean, it, you know, obviously it's a small part of of what we do, but it, it certainly is exciting. People are, are having a lot of fun with it. Um, mm-hmm. The players have been interested and engaged, and so we'll see where that goes. And you know. The, the goal is for this to be kind of an ongoing thing, you know, yeah. for the university. So we'll kind of see how that goes. Exactly. So, so being a Husker fan yourself, I guess we need to ask, this is going to be the question of the summer is how many, how many wins do you think we get this well, year? Vegas said yesterday, I just saw it came out and said seven and a half. Ooh. Ooh. Which That's is, a bowl game. That is a bowl game. Which sounds about right. I mean, you know, Vegas Hoping. is usually right about that kind of thing. So who knows? That would make a lot of people very happy. It makes Scott Frost very happy. Oh. Then, he get, then he get another his job <laughs> back <laughs> next season. Yeah. Yeah. And all of his assistants are mm-hmm. very happy as oh. well. As, and you know, yeah. So the last time we really saw you was right before COVID. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and I'm sure you um, probably, obviously everybody was disappointed about COVID. Offices got shut yeah. down. Yeah. Procedures like this, yeah. volunteers got shut down. Yeah. But of all years, 2020. Like yeah. that's, that's around you. Like Perfect. Vision is that 2020. Was that was your year, 2020. It's so funny you say that because before all that, we were going through this. I mean, our, as an industry, we were like, okay, let's, you know, we're going to have this whole like thing around 2020, you know, and we had all these campaigns kind of going to, and, and it just like overnight was like, well, never Gone. mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, forget that. Like March yeah. comes around. Right? Like, that's yeah. down the tube. It couldn't have felt more personal. Yeah. 
right. yeah. all the industries yeah. out there. It couldn't have felt more mm-hmm. personal than to the eye doctors. Yeah. Well, but what, what was so interesting, so so that did happen. And then and then we shut down for, you know, we were shut down for seven weeks um, without able to do any procedures or anything. But what was really interesting, a few interesting thing, things came about from that. So number one, people really started to, to look at vision as a functional thing. It w- again, this wasn't an expensive luxury. People started to realize, okay, I can't get my contact lens solutions. I can get my contacts. Remember, there was like these, these times where you couldn't get anything like that. It was yeah. crazy. When you look back at it now, it's absurd. It yeah. absurd. And people, people had this like this uh, survival instinct where they yeah. were like, you know what? If I can't get my contacts, I can't see. That's scary. People want to see. So, so we had a lot of interest around just doing something like that. The other yeah. thing we had was people had time, you know, they were working from home. They're like, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. I finally feel like I can just do this. And and then, you know, they come in and do it. They're like, oh my God, I could have done this at any time. This was not inconvenient, you know, but, mm-hmm. it, but they feel like it's going to be. So they took advantage of that. You had people wearing masks, yeah. right? Which fog up glasses. Yes. So we had, I mean, just, you know, person after person coming in with foggy glasses, they're like, I'm done. That's yeah. it. Fix this, right? I don't know how people so, did wear, like, even people, like, in your profession, they have to wear masks all the time and you have people that do have glasses. Yes. The fogging up the would, would drive was, me yeah. absolutely crazy. The first responders, the people yes. in hospitals wearing the, you yeah. know, the protective wear, everything else. Um, there was a huge, incre- you know, interest in those people doing that. So it was an interesting time because yeah. we were shut down and yet there was all these, these people that were wanting to do this. So they kind of came back after everything opened up again. But it kind of it kind of flipped that that mindset around a little bit, it kind of made people realize like, okay, what, you know, it, people started to look at priorities, right? Like everybody's looking at their priorities. Right. And it's interesting when you're forced to look at priorities, people start to prioritize their vision. Right. It, it becomes a priority, you know, over, you know, everything else. Because convenience was in their pocket before. Right. It's like, well, mm-hmm. you can always run down to go to Costco or you can go to Walgreens or whatever and you can get what you need. Yeah. And then you couldn't. Yes. And so it's like, okay, so how can I fix this so I don't need to rely? That's right. On something mm-hmm. that I'm not going to be able to get That's right. if yeah, things go it sideways. Is scary. It is scary. And you start thinking about all the, I mean, you, you consider, some people consider this a luxury item, really counting on your, any kind of eye drops or anything else being available to you is even more of a luxury because you're, you're, you're expecting that you're going to have that availability. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and one yeah. of the best examples of that, we talked about the fighter pilots, but oh. even in, um, even in other branches of the military, so they all all branches of the military provide vision correction for eligible active duty members. That, I did and, not know that. And in fact, yeah. they, it's called the the Warfighter. Uh, what is it? The Warfighter Vision Act, I believe it was. And what happened was the generals from all of the branches went to Congress and said, "Look, we need." They wanted to stop funding this because it's expensive. And they said, um, they went up to Congress and they said, this is one of the biggest advantages we have in the battlefield is the fact that we're not relying on glasses, contacts, solutions, oh all this God. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And no other, no other country does this or is able wow. to do this. And so they felt like it was a huge advantage. And so they, they said, we need to continue. Not to a this. luxury, guys. Not a luxury. And I wouldn't, before this conversation, I would have thought more luxury than anything from the athlete, the fighter pilot standpoint, yeah. I would have thought, well, I mean, just wear whatever, but right. now I completely understand why it's not a luxury for, yeah. for people like that. Yeah. yeah. The, or the analogy I like to use is, okay, if you, if you're, if you have arthritis in your knee and your knee goes out, right. Mm-hmm. We don't think of a knee replacement as a luxury, do we? Right. It's no. just like what you're going to do. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't say like, well, mm-hmm. just wear just use crutches. You know. Yeah, which is exactly what you're saying to why people can't about you, Why can't you use right. crutches? Because that'll get you across the room. Yeah. It's like, well, because that, I wasn't born with crutches. I want to be able to walk across exactly. the room. That's a, that's a great analogy. You know, 
But yet with vision, for some reason, we we think of it as sort of this because luxury. Because it's become a fashion accessory. And it's it, it's the marketing of glasses. I'm just, I'm sorry, but those people are... Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's I fine. Get it, like, I get it. They make their product. I get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's I think that's fine. And, and there and there are people who aren't able to have their eyes fixed. There, there is a small percentage of healers aren't yeah. able to. And you know what? I'm glad that there's fashionable, mm-hmm. you know, accessories from it. And I think that's great. I, it's just kind of a short lived thing. It's like you know, have your fashion for a while, but eventually everybody gets tired of that. You know, mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. wants eventually to not have that. And in the in the long run, really, if you look over the lifetime of not wearing glasses and the 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 cost. Oh. Of your prescriptions and and your all the accessories well, that come so with it. Well, so the average American spends, and this is before inflation, mm-hmm. uh, nine <laughs> nine hundred and fifty dollars a year on glasses, contacts, contact lens solutions, visits to the doctor, everything else. It's about nine hundred fifty dollars a year. So let's call it a thousand dollars a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you are, you know, a twenty five year old college student, mm-hmm. and you're going to be wearing contact lenses until you're, let's just say 45 for the sake of round numbers. <laughs> okay. That's 20 years at a thousand dollars. That's $20,000 that you're spending and throwing away yeah. Yeah. And, and getting nothing out of it versus you have your eyes fixed once for, let's say $5,000 Yeah, and you've saved $15,000. And Oh, by the way, you haven't worn glasses and contacts for 15, for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one last I mean, thing you have to what, what, what else can a 25 year old do? With that money that that has that big of a payoff, that's a great value. That's a great. I don't value. want to ask a twenty-five-year-old that. <laughs> that because they may have a different answer. They're like, well, I know I can do buy crypto, yeah. whatever. But it's hard for a twenty-five-year-old to see that way. You know, yep. you, you know, it's like we're yeah. just talking about the teenager, or whatever. It's like, okay, I can't. It's very difficult for them to invest in their four hundred one k. It's like, well, you know put money in now it's you know you're getting a match from your employer it's free money but they don't they look at you like what they're like no I yeah you know, oh my gosh i know i need my unlimited data mm-hmm. i'm so mad <laughs> right. i'm so mad at 25 year old me you know that i didn't just yeah. just jump just chill just just a hundred bucks a month yeah. that's a hundred bucks a month just, that's insane right yeah. exactly it's a hundred bucks it's 25 bucks a week come that's on 25 bucks a week. that's two put that's four meals at taco bell five dollars a day <laughs> i know right i mean you, you're breaking it down it's like why didn't i and then you see what that yeah. would have resulted in yeah oh think my standing here nope <laughs> <laughs> we, we are seeing a lot of uh parents getting this though as a graduation present Great idea. That is a great idea. You know, it's a great idea because, like I said, it pays back. They use it, you know, every waking minute. You know, your it's eyes an are awesome idea. Being it's used. even you better can't than drive your it into a tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah better than luggage. Right? It's much it's better, better than luggage. I think a lot of kids get. I got luggage. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> right. That yeah. would have been really great, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> luggage and a boot to the butt. You're right. See ya. That was it. That was, I didn't have here. that option though, honestly, because I didn't have the option for LASIK when going out, getting out of high school or college. No. It's like yeah. it's like just the thought of it. That's fantastic. Genius idea. Yes. Well, th- thank you so much for coming in today. This is fun. Um, you need to stop by more often. Yeah, you're welcome anytime. Yeah, this is great. Well, now that you have this nice, fancy new office, I'll cool take you coffee up machine, yeah. ping pong yeah. table. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you show you the coffee machine? Yet? I saw the coffee oh, machine. Yeah. I'm going to come up and play some ping pong later. So awesome. Okay. Yeah, good. we have a little in-house tournament going on last week. Yeah. So I think that kind of happens every once in a while. <laughs> we may have to in- invite you. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is great. I love it. Thank you so much. And we'll, I know you've got a busy day and stuff going on but uh if people wanted to get a hold of you anyway and find out more about this yeah just go to cooglervision.com that's the best way to reach us and mm-hmm. um we're happy to happy to talk about anyone's you know personal needs um you know at individual level the, the first step to all of it is to have an evaluation where we just you scan every 
portion of the eye you can possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. We know everything there is to know about your vision. And then we figure out, okay, what are all the options? The answer might be nothing. The answer might be, you know, glasses are the best for you. That's one of the mm-hmm. outcomes of that. Um, but about 83% of people are able to have something. And we kind of talk about yeah. what those options are. Going through the, the going through the whole procedure as far as just uh, going for an evaluation is phenomenal. Your office is like a spaceship. Oh, and, yeah. It's um, pretty cool. It yeah. is. It's really cool. And, uh, and everybody that works there is just awesome. Well, that's great to oh, hear. Yeah, we, we try to make it a, a painless experience for everybody. It is. It is. I can attest. <laughs> Pat, can yes, too. Yes, I can right? attest. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Kugler. Thank bet. you. And here we are now less than two weeks away from Father's Day. Oh, and he mentioned he has kids. He has teenagers. Yeah. So if they're looking, if they're listening, which I guarantee they're not listening to their dad on a podcast. <laughs> Nobody listens to their dad on a podcast. But if they were, uh, Omaha Steaks is a, gr- a great option for Father's Day. Actually, it's the 19th. So a little over two weeks. But you have two weeks from today if you want to place that order and get it back in time for Father's Day. So you need to place that order by the 14th of June in order to do that. But do it now. Yeah. And then you're going to get this deal. It's called Dad's Want Steak. That's the name of the package. I mean, there's just let's just not no BS. That's what it is. Dads <laughs> want steak. It's what we want. <laughs> so you've got a deal that typically is going to run over two hundred bucks, and you can get it for less than a hundred right now. That package. If you go to OmahaSteaks.com and in the search bar, start typing Pat. You're aiming to type Pat and JT, but I guarantee you, by the time you type Pat, you'll see the offer pop up. Did I? I've told. I've made it. You've now you can go it. to OmahaSteaks.com and type in Pat, Pat, and it actually recognizes that. Pat. And he's got a special right there. Oh, man. So you're going to end up with a ton of good stuff, including the bacon wrap fillets, all the way to the free Omaha Steak Burgers. There are eight of those included in this particular package. Dads want steak. We do. It is confirmed. We want steak. And we also like it when people that buy us presents save money. So get that done before the 14th. Better yet, just get it done now and you know you'll have it in time. Click the link. It's in our description uh, if you want to do that. Or just go to omahasteaks.com and type in Pat, Pat. and JT if you want Whatever. to. Just do Pat. <laughs> just do Pat. That's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Pat and JT Podcast. A Huda Media Production.